Everybody, thank you for coming in. Uh, thank you for joining us today for the In the Beginning podcast. My name is George Gray, your host. I'm here with my friend Jose, and we are talking about the completely non-controversial, very helpful, <laughs> friendly, kind, obedient, cheerful. <laughs> I'm sorry, am I here the wrong day? <laughs> uh, today we are going to be talking about the Passion Translation, and um, well, yeah, it doesn't doesn't you know stir up any any feelings no. for anybody or anything. Not like at that. all. Um, so, if any of you have been familiar with the Passion Translation, it's been around for a few years now. Um, since about 2015 was when the when it was sort of like self published. 2017 is when it really started started making progress. But um, it has now become the most popular Bible uh, in the uh, evangelical church today, and that that. That's a problem. It's troubling. Yeah, that's uh that's 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 quite a problem. Um so why why are we talking about this? Um you know, it's just another bible. There are over 2000 bible translations around the world. Why are we making a stink over this one? Especially because people seem to like this one. Uh-huh. Uh cuz that's what I do. I'm a pastor. I find people who are having a good time and I fix it. <laughs> I st- I'm a stealer of joy. Uh, here too. Yes. Comfort the afflicted and afflict the, the comfortable. Comfort. <laughs> exactly, yes. <laughs> to, to quote Babylon 5, I am a moon-faced assassin of joy. <laughs> um, anyway, moving right along. Um, so uh, so what, we're, what we're doing is, so over the years, uh, especially the last three or four years, um, various discernment ministries have um, kind of started focusing in on the Passion Translation, and for really good reason. Um, it's not a good uh it's not a good translation it's no. not it's not healthy it's not helpful it's not accurate yes. uh, in a lot of ways but uh until people actually start talking about it there's really not a whole lot you can do so um for those of you who want as much information as you can the person who has done the most work on this his name is mike winger with mm-hmm. uh, biblethinker.org um it might be dot com um Forgive me if I get that wrong. Um, but he has done just mountains of research on this. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to link all of his videos to each of these videos mm-hmm. um, so that you can kind of see where, where where he came from. And when I say a mountain of work, I mean like paying biblical scholars right. to review the Passion Translation mm-hmm. and uh, and just give their honest feedback. He called it the Passion Project. Uh, and it was just done exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. It was actually done so well um, that uh, oh, which app? was it um uh bible gateway yes uh so biblegateway.com actually removed after mike winger did his his passion project bible gateway removed the passion translation from their app mm-hmm. and that is Pretty a huge. huge deal a huge, huge deal uh, and it came down to several things it came, came down to the quality of the translation the mm-hmm. claims made by the by the translator um and uh uh, and the uh, just the reliability of the work it's just right. it's just not there mm-hmm. so uh what we want to do is just you know we just want to we want to pile on this stuff <laughs> you know, this, this train now what we want to do is is hopefully bring some mm-hmm. um, bring some understanding of this to people who know us who watch this who listen to this podcast and then maybe bring a little bit of discernment in this direction yeah. to maybe help you cuz uh, i know in our area a lot of churches are using this yep. this bible um from from the pulpit mm-hmm. And to be honest, I would rather see preachers use the message yeah. than use the Passion Translation. Um, you know, and or even the the old Living Bible, yeah. you know, a Precious Moments uh-huh. Living Bible, whatever. <laughs> just not this one. Um, it's just it's sad. But when we when we start talking about the Bible, what we're really talking about is translation and the reliability of translation. Right. Exactly. Because um, you know the Bible was not written. In 21st century English, right. it was not written to Western Christians. It wasn't even written in King James English. It, no, nope. <laughs> and it wasn't written in Latin either. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I remember someone telling me that until I went to a real, a real Christian service, which was in their mind was a Catholic Latin service. Oh boy. Then I wasn't hearing the Bible in its true meaning. I'm like, you, you realize that the Jesus didn't speak Latin, right? You know I mean, 
pretty sure he knew it would exist at some yeah. point in time, but I'm pretty sure he would. He that did not speak in Latin. Li- first language. Yeah, I don't no. know if thou came out of his mouth ever. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the so we're, we're talking about translation, and translation is a very long, a very slow process of getting to know people, yes. uh, getting to know cultures and understanding. Mm-hmm. Not just, it's not just about words. Words are easy. You know, um, taking... Uh, taking something word for word is actually not that difficult mm-hmm. process to do. Right. I'm going to slide myself forward here a little bit. Um, the problem is that, that translation is more than that. Yeah, right. you know. And so I, I, I popped up a couple of examples here. Um, so if I were to hold this up to you, mm-hmm. and I were to say maji. I would assume that was a foreign word for water. Mm-hmm. It's actually Swahili. Okay. So it is the word for water. But here's the thing. They have one word for water. Okay. So this could mean bottled water. Right. It could mean lake water, uh-huh. creek water, cold water, hot water, salt water, um, you know, uh, tainted water. Yep. You know, I mean, there's, 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 so which is it? Uh, you know, first you have to learn the language, mm-hmm. then you have to learn the context yes. of that language. Context is everything. <laughs> Charismatics especially hate that word context. <laughs> if I hear one more person talk about context, I'm going to lose my mind. No, you lost your mind a long time ago. Yeah. You just haven't figured it out yet. Um, so, uh, so when we're talking about this kind of stuff, what we need to be understanding is that it is not just something that you just, you don't just sit down and do without qualifications. Absolutely. You know, you gotta have, there's training that is involved, Uh you know? I mean, there's, there's some parts of the American South that you, you know, you need a translator to go to. Uh (laughs) You know? South Louisiana? Yeah. 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 Uh, You know, I, I asked, uh, the the server asked me if I, if I yum to tea, you know, I was like, I don't know what that means. You want to know if you want some tea <laughs> what <laughs> or in the south do you want a coke yes well what kind of coke 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 <laughs> they don't mean coke when they say coke the powder <laughs> of course <laughs> oh this is why i'm not allowed to watch people's children <laughs> Uh, so, um, so, but what, what if I were to, what if I were to say this, um, uh, just to, um, uh, just as a, as a statement. So Bob was so cold to his wife that he had to sleep on the couch. Hmm. So <laughs> d- do I mean that his body temperature was so low that his wife just made him sleep someplace else? Cause he was cold. His feet might've been cold. <laughs> It's usually the round yeah, the wife's with the salmon feet. They're just like, no, you're done. You know, you know, get them frozen cod off me. Uh, you know, what are you walking on fish sticks? It's crazy. Uh, you know, but there's the, but, or, or am I saying that they were in a fight? Right. You know, mm-hmm. and honestly, if I were to read that to someone, if someone were to read that in a book, right. Uh, you know, um, 150 years ago. Mm-hmm. They probably would have just assumed that he was cold. Right. That he had been working outside all day. Mm-hmm. He came in and you were not crawling in bed with me. Mm-hmm. Get, go sleep someplace else. Right. Today, our, it comes down to how we, mm-hmm. uh, how we contextualize the word right. cold. Cold. You know, I mean, back, back in our day, you know, um, uh, cool. Right. You know, rad. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> awesome has so many different meanings. Yeah, we, it's, Far removed from its original meaning by now. Uh-huh. Uh, even just the word "amazing," mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know that that game was amazing, right? Uh, okay, was it um, was it amazing because your team lost so bad <laughs> that it was just amazing that they lost, or did the other team play so well? Right, you know, um, that storm was amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, what what, right. is, what does that mean? You know, it usually means destructive, mm-hmm. depending on the context. So the challenge of the translator is is right along the same lines. You mm-hmm. know, you have to keep the true intent of the text. Um, there is, and and in history, there is no document mm-hmm. that is more important to translate absolutely than than the Bible. Mm-hmm. You can get a you know a really bad translation of uh, you know uh, uh, what is it uh, like the Journeys of Achilles or, mm-hmm. or whatever you know right um, the Iliad or the Iliad yes thank you and uh, and that's fine if you mistranslate something you know Bob might become Tom who right. cares nobody cares you know he had red hair or brown hair no one cares. Mm-hmm. You mistranslate the Bible, mm-hmm. and you can lead people in exceptionally wrong directions, mm-hmm. and those are eternal consequences. Absolutely, you know, and that's that. 
that's where the issue comes in. Right. <laughs> yeah. You see, like, you're like, right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, so, um, and then you read, you read or watch stories about people like Josh McDowell or, uh, who did the case for Christ. Yes. Um, Lee Strobel. Lee Strobel. Yeah. yeah. Men who, Went out to disprove the Bible, yeah. and they studied and dissected and trisected and took it apart as much as possible. But they came to the conclusion where, oh my gosh, God is God. Yep, God is who He said He is. Jesus is Jesus, who Jesus said He had, is. And then those, there's those. Like the Bible is the most, the most scrutinized literature work in history. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like cold case Christianity. Yes, He's a, a yeah. former, a former uh, police atheist police detective yep. who's like, I'm finally going to shut these Christians up. Yep. He is now a Christian who mm-hmm. travels the world evangelizing the gospel. He has um, a really good podcast too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's uh, it's just silly how this how this happens. Mm-hmm. So Jay Warner Wallace, I think that was his name, right? Yes, yes, yes that's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so when you're uh, when you're talking about the passion translation, the person that we're really talking about is is Brian Simmons. Mm-hmm. Um, there is there are so many um uh, when you look at other bible translations there's there's usually a team of scholars that's mm-hmm. involved it's it's almost never just one person right. translating right, right, actually right. i would say that any reliable translation it's not one person mm-hmm. translating um, and I think what, what did we do la- uh, when we uh, so we got together last week and kind of yep. went through some of the information because we wanted to make sure we brought something that was actually intelligible, right. not just us, you know, being stupid for, for three hours, <laughs> which will happen. Yeah, it will totally happen. <laughs> there's there's no way to get through this without really bad jokes <laughs> because it's so bad. Um, but uh, uh, so we opened up a uh, uh, an apologetic study Bible, mm-hmm. um, which I actually don't have with me, otherwise I'd get it again. And we looked at the contributors. Mm-hmm. So, and those were translators and people who wrote some of the commentary, mm-hmm. some of the history to it, and there were five pages. pages, five of, pages. And it wasn't like, you know, one person no, and then two was, inches of a bio. Yeah. It was just like lines mm-hmm. of, of contributors. And then we opened up the, the Passion Translation. I should probably get that. <laughs> um, there we go. So we opened up this Passion Translation. <laughs> And we went, and there is no no contributor page at back. all. Uh, there was just one little page in the back that says like about the about the translator, the translator, the translator. Let's see. Um, I don't know if you can see it, but I put a frowny face right there. <laughs> um, that uh, it's just it's just sad. Yeah, it's just sad. Um, because there's only one there's only one translator to this, yeah. and that uh, that's just that's Brian Simmons. So this becomes very quickly about. Brian Simmons. Simmons. And when you're talking about dealing with translation, what you're talking about is, uh, one, the reason for the translation, Mm -hmm. um, two, the source material being Mm -hmm. used, uh, and three, the consistency consistency and reliability of work. And that's how we're going to break this down. Mm -hmm. Um, That, And we have to deal with one other issue Mm -hmm. before we get started Mm -hmm. um, so that you understand kind of like where Brian Simmons is coming from. but the, the the real serious question is: Is this a reliable translation? translation. You know, um, is it as advertised? Now, when it comes to Brian Simmons, the we don't want to misquote him, and we don't need to. So no. we can just use his own words because they're very well available all over the internet. Yep. Um, so, uh, who is this guy? So, what is the claim? Of the Passion Translation. So the claim of the Passion Translation is uh, is this. Um, so so this is from the Passion uh, website, mm-hmm. um, and it says the Passion Translation is an excellent translation you can use as your primary text to study God's Word, uh, to study God's Word seriously because it combines the best aspects of what are called formal and functional equivalents. So that that's totally accurate mm-hmm. so when it comes to biblical translation those are the formal uh, the the um, uh, i'm sorry the formal and functional equivalents are mm-hmm. very very important yes those are the things you want to hang on to now the question is is that an accurate uh-huh. is he actually being truthful <laughs> in that and we come guard to the passion translation uh so he says uh the text was interpreted from the biblical languages carrying their original meaning and giving you an accurate reliable expression of God's original message. Uh, and uh, the meaning of a passage takes from the listener, you have to listen to this, the meaning of the meaning of a passage takes priority over the form of the original words. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so yeah, so there's so, first red flag. Yeah, right, right there, there. You're like, wait a second, what do you mean? <laughs> what is he saying? Um, so like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a King James loyalist. Hmm? You know, I believe people should read all kinds of Bibles. Yep. Um, I have been pastoring now from for uh, uh, over 14 years. If you count assistant pastoring, it's been 18. Mm-hmm. Um, and so every year, I encourage my church to to uh, use a different translation. So as a pastor, I'll use a different translation every year for the entire year. Awesome. And we'll talk about the differences between those. Um, I've never used the toilet paper translation. Um, so, I'm sorry, the passion translation. That, that came out a little easy. Sorry. Okie dokie. Um, so foreshadowing, it's foreshadowing of things to come. Yep. That's just kind of how it works. <clears throat> so, um, so I appreciate the, mm-hmm. the variety in translation. Absolutely. Uh, and it's important for us to understand why things are translated certain ways mm-hmm. and why, you know, and, and what is reliable and what is not, right. you know, and even if you come across a translation that you, you look at and you, you know, I don't know if that's, if that's good. Cause there's some that had just translate things weird. Right. You know, uh, you know, like what to do with your virgins. I mean, that's just kind of, you're kind of like, uh, there's gotta be a better way to do that. Um, so in a lot of ways, the functional, uh, part of the translation does, ha- does have to come through. Right. So translation theory is, is an important thing and that's called dynamic equivalent. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so it means equal to empower. Right. Um, but without changing the meaning. Mm-hmm. Of the text, that's right. that's the that's key. The don't thing. don't change it. Right. Just 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 update the language. Um, so is that what he's doing? Because that's what he's claiming. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take a look at this. Um, so when you're looking at these reasons, so what, what did I write down on my notes here? So the reasons for translating, uh, yeah. So the reasons for tra- the reasons why you're translating and the qualifications of the person behind the translating. Mm-hmm. You know, just I felt like writing a Bible is not a good no, reason to write really, a Bible. No. Um, when you talk about the source material, we're going to be getting into that. But mm-hmm. um, the Bible is a translation. It is no longer being inspired. Mm-hmm. The, the the canon of Scripture is closed. Yes, it's that simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are people who argue against that. Yeah. You know, modern day prophets oh, yeah. are like, oh no, God is speaking things yep. new. No, your books, you know, Bill, are not, not, not scripture. That's just the way it works. Yes. Um, but that's a whole other, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> um, and like I said, the consistency and reliability of the work. And what, basically what that is, is comparing their writing to known reliable mm-hmm. sources. Cause you're gonna have creative differences. Like mm-hmm. Eugene Peterson, um, or Patterson, um, did the, the, the message the translation. Message. Yep. He did not, Hesitate to take creative freedom mm-hmm. and stuff. Yep. And there are some passages. But he was honest about it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's a paraphrase. It's yes. meant to be something you can read really easy. Mm-hmm. It was not meant to be a study Bible. Um, and it's fine. It's 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 honestly like I've given it out to people who have a low reading comprehension, yeah. mm-hmm. and they're they're fine with it. They get core nugget truth. Yep. I mean, there's some sections where there's whole huge pieces missing. Right. Um, but the fundamental parts are there. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. if your reading level is fourth grade, I'm not going to give you the original King James. Right. Honestly, if your reading level is, you know, second or third year college, I'm probably <laughs> not going to give you the original King James. Yes. Um, I have one, but I don't, yeah. I don't use it because it's very difficult to understand. Um, so when we're, we're kind of moving towards this, this, this level of understanding, we're going to be walking through each of those, those points. But in order to understand the perspective of Brian Simmons, mm-hmm. We have to uh, listen to Brian we, Simmons. We, we have to listen to Brian Simmons, and at the same time, we have to understand where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. And now, so we're talking about the Passion Translation, but we also need to talk about something called the Seven Mountain Mandate. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't know what the Seven Mountain Mandate is, it's very difficult to understand yes. where Brian Simmons is coming from. Now, maybe you've seen something like this before. You know, the seven, 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 mountain, mm-hmm. mountain, mountain. <laughs> um, so the person who made this popular, his name's Lance Wallnow. Mm-hmm. He's not the one who came up with it. No. Nope. Um, there are several people over the years who have had these, these different visions about seven mountains mm-hmm. of influence. Now, here's the thing. I have no problem with the seven mountains of influence. Right. No, no issue. Not at all. So the, the seven mountains are the church, the family, business, education, arts and entertainment, science and medicine, and government. Mm-hmm. I don't... You know what? I think that the, that the church should have significant presence in yep, those... All of them. Yeah, in, in all those areas. But that's not what they're talking no. about. That is not they're what they're not. talking about. 
Um, so here's a, here's another um, uh, person promoting this, the Seven Mountains. That should tell you everything you need to know right there. Mm-hmm. Um, the Seven Mountains, and underneath it you see the term dominionism. dominionism. You have to understand dominion theology to really understand the Seven Mountain Mandates. And don't confuse the Seven Mountains with the Seven Mountain Mandate. Right. They are really not the same nope. thing. Um, the Seven Mountain Mandate basically breaks down like this. Um, that Earth is broken mm-hmm. because the church no longer has controlling influence mm-hmm. in these seven areas. Right. A- am I, I mean, no, you're right on. Okay. And, um, so, and that's why, that's why the Earth is broken. So... When you look at things, something like the Lord's Prayer, mm-hmm. and it says, "Thy will be done," and I'm, p- please do not believe me on this. <laughs> look this up for yourself because you maybe your eyes might roll into the back of your head here in a second, yeah. to the point where you're just seeing your own brain, <laughs> and you're thinking, "These guys, I need to just turn this off. These guys are crazy." Get the book "Invading Babylon" uh-huh. that is by Lance Wallnow con- and contributed to by Bill Johnson. Bill Johnson, yep. And they are the people kind of pushing this thing mm-hmm. the the hardest. Um, and so, now that being said, um, in the Lord's Prayer, when it says, "Thy will be done on earth mm-hmm. as it is in heaven," the basic oh, meaning boy. behind that is this: <laughs> the second coming of Christ will not happen mm-hmm. until we make earth like heaven, heaven, then Jesus comes back. Mm -hmm. So the seven mountain mandate Mandate. is to gain a a full-on theocratic control. Mm -hmm. Not just influence, but control. Control, yeah, um, over all these seven areas. Mm Then we will have, then the earth will be ruled by Christians because that has always worked out so well. <laughs> you know, we it, it won't be another dark age. And you, you, know? read, you read those, those mountains. How's that working for you guys? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's so it's good. Not going so well. Yeah. So good. Just so good. So, um, yeah. And then, uh, and then Jesus comes back. And so Jesus hasn't come back yet because we haven't taken over our mountains. Mm-hmm. So, which mountain are you working on? Ah, uh, boy. Uh, so, fundamentally, that's that's it. And so, a lot of this project was funded by groups like uh, like Bethel Church. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Bill Johnson highly, highly supports uh, this translation, and there's mm-hmm. a reason why. It's because it is. When we start getting into the into the verses and why things are translated the way they are, they move people in a dominionism mindset. Absolutely, and for no good reason. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be different if it was you know not weird, right? But it's weird. Yeah, it's evidence. It's very evident when you read the verses. It's yep. that he's going this direction. Yeah, he's trying to get something. Um, you know, uh, so here's a, here's a here's a good example. Um, in in the New Apostolic Reformation, you talk about Bill Johnson and mm-hmm. Bethel Church, and, and and honestly, Brian Simmons and everybody else that he associates with, yet they use the word realm all, yes, all the time. A lot. Realms of glory, mm-hmm. um, realms of power, realms of influence, yep. um, realms of understanding, and mm-hmm. secret realms. And don't forget the glory realm. The glory realm, that's yes. right, yes. <laughs> and so, um, when you look at the uh, New King James Bible, uh, the word realm, in all of its forms, mm-hmm. is used eight times. Mm-hmm. Eight times. So, you know, it, when you're translating something, if someone's going to translate a little different and they're going to use, they're going to lean more towards a word like that, it mm-hmm. might show up. A couple more or less. Let's say a hundred percent more. Sure. Sixteen. Sixteen, sure. <laughs> right. Um, in the Passion Translation, it shows up 383 times. <laughs> and you need to remember, the whole Bible isn't translated yet. <laughs> Yeah, important points. It is insane. <laughs> the word activate isn't in any other Bible. Never. It's in the Passion Translation in, in the, the books that are released so mm-hmm. far. 43 times. Mm-hmm. And strategically placed. Yes, and we'll, we're going to look at some oh, yeah. of those. So, the first thing we need to, you know, so that, that's, 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 uh, the Seven Mountain Mandate, and that's kind of some of the things that we need to be paying attention to. Um, so knowing who is funding a project is really, really important because usually if someone is funding your project, you're going to lean towards them. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, Brian Simmons found, uh, 
very comfortable bedfellows uh, in 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 the, the Bethel uh, uh, with Bethel Group because they they all lean towards the same mm-hmm. the same idea. Um, okay, so uh, so let's get into the very first topic here: the reason behind the tr- the effort uh, and the qualification of those doing the work. So mm-hmm. we're talking specifically about Brian Simmons' Brian motivations Simmons. and his qualifications. Mm-hmm for doing this. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I want to do is look at Brian Simmons' own bio. Yeah. Uh, so this is put up by his publisher. Um, uh, and uh, I'll, I'll get the name of the publisher here in a, uh, in a bit. I can't remember who it is, but let's let's take a look. Actually, let's let's go to his his page first. Yeah. So this is this is the Passion Translation homepage, and this is this is his own bio. Um, it says uh, Brian and Candace Simmons have been described as true pioneers in ministry. Their teaching and spiritual gifts have opened doors into seven several nations to bring the message of authentic awakening and revival to many. For the last 40 years, they have labored, labored together uh, to present Christ in his fullness wherever God sends them. Now, I'm going to read this in its entirety because I don't want to get accused right. of misrepresenting right. what he's doing because that would never that's, happen. That's I, never happened to you before. Oh, no, 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 no. Just uh, uh, <laughs> yesterday. Um, <laughs> that's because I haven't checked my Facebook messages today. Um, so, uh, Simmons, <laughs> this, this, this line always makes me laugh. Simmons is also the lead, the lead translator Trans- of the Passion Translator. He's the only <laughs> translator! <laughs> so that's not wrong. Yeah, exactly, yes. He leads a team of one. One. <laughs> like the there, US is, there is an I in team, according uh, to Brian's. Uh, yeah, well, there's, yeah, well, there's at least a me. <laughs> You know, it's oh, um, so the the uh, the passion translation TPT, which is where I ended up with toilet paper translation. Just so you understand where that came from earlier, um, is a heart level translation that uses Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic manuscripts to express God's fiery heart of love uh, to this generation, merging the emotion. That's this is an important line: merging emotion and life changing truth of God's word. Okay, emotion. Okay, so he's trying to find the emotion mm-hmm. of God. Now, fundamentally, I don't have an issue with that. No. Um, now, the hope for the TPT is to trigger inside every reader an overwhelming response to the truth of the Bible, to reveal the deep mysteries of the scriptures in the love language of God. Now, is that, oh boy. Is that acts of service, <laughs> giving gifts, uh, physical touch? Uh, I'm not exactly yes. sure. There you go. Um, uh, so, <laughs> Brian is current, Brian is currently translating the Old Testament. Most recent releases include Genesis, First Fruits, and Isaiah. For, first Fruits? Which, I... you know what? That's the first time I actually clicked, I actually, that actually caught my attention. Where did the wow. book of first fruits, fruits? come from? <laughs> <laughs> Brian Simmons, it seems a little fruity. So. That's, uh, okay, uh, and uh, and uh, oh, okay, I'm guessing that these are uh, uh, fiction books. But, I'm, but it says he's working on the Old Testament translations, and his most recent releases are Genesis, First, First Fruits, and Isaiah, and the Vision. I'm, I'm hoping that those are are, are fiction works. So. Uh, either that, or the Bible has suddenly taken on a completely <laughs> completely new uh, uh, process here. So it says, after a dramatic conversion to Christ in 1971, Brian and Candace answered the call of God to leave everything behind and become missionaries to unreached people. Now, this is what we call a faulty appeal to mm-hmm. uh, uh, to emotion. Yes. Um, so they're uh, taking their three children to the jungle of Central America. They planted churches for many years with the Payacuna People Group. Simmons established leadership for the churches uh, that Jesus birthed and assisted with the translation. Now, you, you need to pay attention mm-hmm. to this. Assisted with the translation of the Payacuna New Testament. All right, so look at his uh, his uh, um, uh, publisher's um uh, bio for him. Brian Simmons is known as a passionate lover of God. After a dramatic conversion to Christ, Brian knew that God was uh, calling him to go to the unreached people of the world and present the gospel of God's grace to all who would listen with his wife Candace, their three children. They spent nearly eight years in the tropical rainforest of the Darien province of Panama as a church planter, translator, and consultant. Brian was involved in the Payacuna New Testament Translation Project and studied linguistics and Bible translation principles with New Tribes Mission. Brian is now working to complete a new translation of Scripture from the ancient Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so he has made several claims. Many. Um, that he is uh, studied in translation mm-hmm. and biblical languages, mm-hmm. that he is um, proficient in, in those. He is claiming that he was a part of the team, and in his own uh, in, in his own words in video, a significant part of the team, yep. uh, to the point where he actually makes a claim, and we'll see this uh, in a bit, mm-hmm. where he claims that he had handed the Payakuna people a completed New Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, when he left the the, the ministry, New Tries right. Missions in the in the mid eighties, um, which we have found out that's uh, not False. true. The uh, Payakuna New Testament wasn't completed till nineteen ninety five, and mm-hmm. it was done by Wycliffe, um, mm-hmm. not uh, New Tribes. So, but you know, you know it's just uh, it's semantics. <laughs> semantics. You know, um, maybe the year he he left identified as nineteen ninety five. There you go. There that's, you go. That's how there that works. That's how that works. Um, so, uh, but he's he's making claims about his own qualifications. Uh, so that that has has some problems. Many. So, but now his reasons behind making the Passion Translation get even better. So, what we're gonna do is we are going to play you a couple clips. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna play you one clip here of uh, Brian Simmons on the Sid Roth show. Um, and the, the Sid Roth show, it's super supernatural. That's right. And, uh, we're going to take a look at what he is saying prompted this work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, uh, and then we can, we don't, can, don't forget to mention how that video was changed a little bit. Oh, yes. So, um, yeah, if you, if you're not familiar with the channel, um, in order to legally use these videos, they have to be altered somehow. So I put like a little ripple thing in the middle. So it's not your screen. Um, I had to do that for, for legal reasons because, um, Bethel and groups like, like, um, the circles that Simmons runs in, mm-hmm. they love to sue people. <laughs> um, even though it's fair use law. Right. So, you know, so here you go. Here's the video. Jesus Christ came into my room. He breathed on me. And he commissioned me. When he breathed on you, I have to ask you this. What did it feel like? It felt like a kiss from heaven. It felt like heaven's wind. The rock, the breath, the wind of God that came upon me. And he spoke I love the music. to me <laughs> and said, I'm commissioning you to translate, to translate the, Bible the Bible into the, the translation project that I'm giving you to do. And he promised that he would help me. And he promised me he would give me secrets of the Hebrew language. Okay. Oh, boy. Yep. Secrets of the Hebrew language. Yes. Uh, what about the Greek and Aramaic? Yeah. No secrets there? I think that was... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So, Brian said, now I want you to follow the logic here and see if this, now you tell me if you've heard this before. Mm-hmm. Jesus appeared to me mm-hmm. and told me to retranslate the scriptures bec- uh, for, you know, for whatever reason. And he's going to give me a s- secret to the language that have never been revealed before. And I'm going to change the world with this new translation. Does that sound familiar to you? Sounds very familiar. What is the name of that guy? Joe, Joe, Joseph Smith. Smith. That's right. Joseph Smith. Mormonism. Yes. The only thing we're missing are golden tablets. Yes. That's 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 fantastic. That might come later in his next trip to heaven. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. He'll he'll bring it back with another book. Um. So, so he is he is saying. That two thousand years removed from mm-hmm. the canon of scripture, from the apostles, mm-hmm. from Jesus walking the earth, mm-hmm. two thousand years of us relying on the scriptures that we have, that we have. suddenly mm-hmm. something's wrong, and now it needs to be adjusted. Mm-hmm. It needs to be switched, and out of all of the people in the world. <laughs> Out of the thousands of committed Christians who have studied biblical language uh-huh. for the bulk of their life and have been doing this work, Brian Simmons is the one that God singles out mm-hmm. to do this. Yeah. You know, I, I think I'm going to call foul. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to call this slightly um. unreliable. Um, and then he makes the claim that Jesus is going to give him 
secrets, and he calls them downloads. Mm-hmm. Downloads, yep. Uh, Very common in the yeah. Bill Johnson yep. circles. Downloads from heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, okay, what is it? The I, I don't I don't know what what web address he's using, <laughs> but there's got to be something going Must on be there. Really good internet. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I bet. I mean, and, no internet provider would say no to God. And how long have we relied on the scriptures and countless millions, billions saved, coming to the knowledge of Jesus yeah. Christ through all these years, all these centuries, for with the translations we've been working with, yep. Yep. we've had, and all of a sudden Jesus decides we need another one. Well, we need the right one. The right one, yeah. That way we can activate <laughs> the realms for our decreeing and declaring. <laughs> red flags everywhere oh my gosh it doesn't it just it just doesn't get and i don't i don't i don't don't mean to be take this lightly because it's not because so many people believe this stuff um and but just one thing that i when i started first i I watched the michael winger videos which are very revealing then i started watching brian simmons own words the things that came from his mouth, and it just it lit gets, me up. It gets concerning really It's fast. very concerning, the things that he claims yep. and says yep. from pulpits, in front of congregations, in the name of God. With people raising their yeah, hands going, clapping. hallelujah! Yep, and yeah, it's it's pretty uh, yeah. it's pretty. Did you disturbing. catch in this last clip, when the guy, said, when Sidroth said, what did it feel like? Feel like? You could hear someone in the audience mm-hmm. go, yes, I want to know uh-huh. that. Like, yeah. What? Uh-huh. You know, is it strange when uh, Paul was brought up into heaven that he was shown things he was not allowed to speak of? <laughs> well, you know, yeah, but you know, he wasn't Brian. No, and that's, 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 Brian. I think that's really the thing. He didn't he didn't activate things in his life like we can today. Yeah, Paul was only you know personally selected by Jesus to bring the gospel to the Gentiles and write two thirds of the New Testament. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. yeah. <laughs> It's not like he could translate the New Testament. <laughs> he was too busy writing, writing it. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, but but when when I hear someone say, "God has given me secrets to biblical languages never before revealed," that I mean the the amount of alarms that should go screaming Absolutely. off into the minds of every believer should mm-hmm. be astronomical. We should Absolutely. also be going, whoa, 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 uh-huh. whoa, 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 no, 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 this is not happening. But people are clapping, going, oh, yeah, wow, right. And it, it makes me wonder: Are we so conceited that we just anyone who thinks they're going that 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 we're going to get a secret that nobody else has? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be so much right. more special than you. You might be a Christian, but I am an activated mm-hmm. Christian. Right. I have secrets. So, you know, but that 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 should automatically create an issue. Mm-hmm. Um but we have we have to in order to judge the translation, we have to do more than that. Mm-hmm. You know, Definitely. just just to say he's weird mm-hmm. uh, isn't isn't enough nope. because you look through through any Christian history, there's a lot of weird a lot of weirdos. A lot of weird and some weirdos say really great things mm-hmm. and all of a sudden like this is one thing he's like, "Did you have to write that?" Mm-hmm. You know, like all of this stuff, could you have just left that out? <laughs> right. Cuz then you wouldn't look like a psychopath, <laughs> you know. <laughs> So we've got to actually look at the uh, uh, the work itself, but mm-hmm. we but we have to also you know what we're doing here is we have to get to know the person that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So he says that this translation is going to help bring about a new global revival. Mm-hmm. That, that it's going to reveal the heart of God in a way that has never been revealed before, and everything in Christianity will change. And in his own words, he talks about this bringing people to their mountains. Mm-hmm. So they can uh, so they can conquer their mountains. So when you see the video clips that we're talking about, mm-hmm. it's important for you to understand. That's why we talked about the uh, seven mountain mandate, so you right. can understand where he's, coming from. where he's coming from. It's all designed to move people mm-hmm. in these in this direction yes. of dominionism, um, which forces it to be inaccurate yep. in terms of uh, in terms of scriptural reliability. Um, so. Uh, Let's see. So on the official uh, Passion Translation website, he makes claims for the accurate uh, for the accuracy of the uh, of the translation. Right. So I want to put to you the one uh, the, the one section of scripture and I apologize, you know, I sh- I should have done this earlier. Um I 
I scrolled up before I took the screenshot and okay. um, uh, and then missed the passage. I can't remember where it was. I apologize. I'll put it in little, you know, I'll put it in a little bo- little right. little box at the bottom of the video clip when we when we release it. But this is the scriptural comparison, right? That he, they have on their website to show how reliable mm-hmm. the Passion Translation is in comparison to other translations. So let's just let's just see. Is this uh, is this is this what everything that he's talking about? So um, let me blow this up so everyone can see it. So first off, so it reads like this: For through the law I died to the law, so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Everyone's familiar with that yep. passage. Okay, so now here's what he translated into. Now, you have to pay attention to the language. Mm -hmm. Um, He says, my old identity has been Mm co-crucified with Christ and no longer lives. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine, for the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. Mm -hmm. He got that from for through the law I die to the law so that I might live to God I have been crucified with Christ it is no longer I who live but Christ who lives in me and he comes up with I have been co-crucified mm-hmm. with Christ okay so now crucified with Christ denotes the idea that my my sinful mm-hmm. body has been put to death right I don't have any problem with nope. that when you throw the word co, co in there that gives us a place in redemption. Mm-hmm. That gives right. us a place on the cross, not a recipient of the power of the cross on the cross. Mm-hmm. Like we we were crucified with Christ on the cross. No, you weren't. Mm-hmm. That you, didn't happen. Brian Simmons did not die for my sins. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's just crazy. And the idea, the anointed one lives his life through me. Now, there's a rough connection that you can just barely make there when it says uh um so that uh, that i might live to god mm-hmm. um excuse me it is no longer i who live but christ who lives in me you can roughly mm-hmm. make that connection yes until he gets to we live in union as one mm-hmm. yeah we live in union as one so are my thoughts his thoughts are his thoughts my thoughts? It's because quite, the Bible says, says quite the opposite. Yeah, our thoughts just, are not our thoughts. Exactly, my ways are not your ways. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, and I want to say this right now. <laughs> you know, someone might, and I'm sure there's people read who read that and are trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. But over the course of this podcast, you're going to see other examples where he's very clear in his meaning, where he's coming from, and where he's going. And it's to to see this one quote. In this context, you're going to say, well, maybe he meant this. I, I can kind of see where he's coming from. But when you see thing after thing that he says, it's yeah. very obvious where he's going. Yeah, he, he tries to make us equal to God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and why don't, why don't we just pop that clip sure. up? That'll, yeah. be, that'll be a good one. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Equal to God. There we are. Now, before I play this clip, if I were to say to you that... Uh, I wrote a new version of the Bible. Um, oh, and by the way, I think that I am now part of the Trinity. I have been brought into the Trinity with, with God. I'm, I'm one with God. I'm on the same level as Jesus. Would you read that translation? I would not. No, probably I would probably see not. to it that you got stoned <laughs> in the biblical sense. In the biblical sense. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, so this is, uh, this is an interview he did with, on another podcast and he get gets asked questions and this question is you know will you elaborate on the uh topic of being equal to god so let's uh, let's see where he goes with this okay so here's another question well this is back uh, came earlier in the show but i would like to hear you elaborate more on the on the on on us being his equal um well, that word yeah. i still read is with great fear so uh, yeah. that's a good question. I like that. Okay, Miriam, great question. Thank you. Uh, well, nobody is equal to God. Okay. Okay. So Jesus is Jesus Christ is a God man. He's the man God. He's two hundred percent human. So as a man, he sees his bride as a co heir 
co-signer, joint heir, co-seated, co-raised, and co-equal. We have become one with Jesus. And if, if we are told not to unequally yoke ourselves with an unbeliever, would God allow his own son to be unequally yoked? Okay, I got. I, I got to. I got to stop there. <laughs> First of all, two hundred percent. Two really two hundred percent. Like that's where we're going here. <laughs> He's two hundred percent man. No, I'm. I'm pretty sure that's not that's uh, not rea- that's not a reality. But but you listen to what he was saying. Just mm-hmm. what you were saying. Co-equal, mm-hmm. co-heir, co-signer. <laughs> <laughs> it's the loan on the chariot. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It, it continues to get worse here, uh-huh. folks. The sense that our passion is inflamed, our lives are in life union with Jesus, to that measure, we are an equal partner. We are fit for a king. We're um, the radiant endoxos, is the word Paul used, infused with glory. Uh, those he justified, he also glorified. So Jesus treats us speaks to us and loves us as though we were at his right hand glorified forever and he looks to us okay hold on a second Mm -hmm. as though we are at his right hand Mm -hmm. where does jesus sit in relationship to the throne of god he sits at the right hand of god yeah and we sit at the right hand of jesus (laughs) how many seats are there wasn't there an argument in the Bible of who something the like hand that, of God. yeah, you know, I just there's something going on with that, and Jesus basically like you're both are dumb. Stop. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. says my equal, my bride, and I know that that you know that's uh, startling. The first uh, publishing company I had for the early early translation process, wonderful wonderful guy, and he called me when I sent him the manuscript, and he said I, we're not going to publish Song of Songs. I said why. He said, well, you're telling people four times that they're equal to, to Jesus. I about dropped the phone. I said, no, I'm not. He is. He's saying it. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's astounding. He calls us flawless. What about that verse? What are we going to do with that? That yeah, he I mean, looks at us and calls us flawless, altogether lovely. Yeah, there's there's so many verses that are, you know, would blow your mind if you really actually thought it through. You know, and what I've heard so many times, and and I I go with, is... It would blow your mind if you actually read it. Yeah. (laughs) Because it doesn't seem like they're actually reading it. They're not actually reading it. Yeah, and he he just... He, he, he talks for a second and takes it to a completely yep. just weird, weird place. Mm-hmm. And then Brian finishes it off with, like, the kicker. What, what did he just yeah. say? How can you have an... I, I do believe Father God wants us to have an intimate relationship with him. And, you know, in order to have intimacy, you really can't do so unless there's equality. Because, I mean, it's like you're not... A healthy person is not going to have an an intimate, intimate, if you know what I mean, relationship yeah. with the child, because they're not of the same, you know, uh, equality and understanding and, and, you know, maturity. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, it, it is a big thing when when uh, Jesus is saying that you're uh, my equal. It's a game changer. I, I literally, you know, uh, I was astounded when I discovered this, and... You know, one way to look at it is the Father, Son, and Spirit, they're equal, right? Mm-hmm. And now we're brought into the triune glory. We are brought inside of the Trinity. Oh, boy. Yeah. My fists you, are clenched right yeah. now. <laughs> I don't. Uh. We are part of the trinity we are brought inside the trinity and there's not a lot of quadrant quadrantity yes yes there's we are the fourth member of the trinity that's that's what we are uh when you talk about someone being 200 percent man then it doesn't make it then four parts of a three-part being is totally totally normal it's and there's not a, there's no real way to misinterpret mm-hmm. what he's saying. No, he's being you know, very he's, forthcoming. Yeah, he's being he's being very clear, and uh, what he's saying is ridiculous. Yes, you know, it's blasphemy. Um, yeah, but when you believe in dominionism mm-hmm. and you believe that it's our responsibility to be rulers on the earth, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of the other core parts of dominionism 
uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, familiar with this, is this uh, idea called kenosis, and that, that we are little gods. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that Jesus did not do his work on earth as God. He did it as a man, man. right, standing with mm-hmm. God, um, which is fundamentally horrible theology. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, their claim is we have all of the same ability and authority that Jesus has. Right. So we have all the same power and we have everything. So that's that's the power that we have to activate in our life um, to find the right glory realm <laughs> to be able to uh to you know to to take over the world with our with our you know our theocratic monopoly mm-hmm. of the seven mountains of influence. <laughs> And, uh, and people don't, they, 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 it's like they don't, they just don't see it. How could you not hear that and just not question what he's saying? You just wholeheartedly swallow that garbage he's spewing out of his mouth. And they're just like, oh, ooh, that's so, wow, I can be more like God. I can be yeah. God. Yeah. And, and this isn't someone who just has a slightly different take mm-hmm. on theology. No. This is someone who has a fundamentally different version of everything down to salvation. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and it, it gets it gets really scary. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of get an idea of where his theology is mm-hmm. coming from and where his mindset is. Um, but one of the other claims that he makes is that he has been trained by New Tribes Mission yep. to translate scripture. Um, and uh, it's just it's just not it's just not true. Um, let me see if I can. Uh, see. Oh, weird! I do have this email <laughs> from Ethnos three sixty, which was formerly New Tribes Missions. I'm just going to let this sit here for a second. Um, so, when Mike Winger started doing his research, he reached out to Ethnos three sixty because he he realized who he were and he got a hold of a few people. Um, who were kind of new to the conversation and there were no like HR issues or no pending lawsuits and stuff, uh, in, in regards to this. So he got a hold of some, oh, we'll just call them quotes. Sure. You know, just yeah. quotes. And, um, I'm going to play a short video clip and hopefully we don't pop up on this one. I think I turned the picture picture off and I'm going to, I'm going to stop every now and then to make sure that people can read all mm-hmm. the quotes that right. are in there. Um, so this is, this is a collection of, of clips from Brian Simmons making mm-hmm. a claim and then the response, not the response to the video, but a response from, um, New Tribes Missions right. in regards to Brian Simmons's claims. Now, they were, now, remember, they're not responding directly to the video, but these are the responses that kind of line up with his claims. Right. So, let's check this out. Ah, here we go. Uh, I had some linguistic training in our New Tribes uh, training, years of New Tribes training, so I had some skill that I didn't realize that I even had until I got into this jungle village. We had to. We had to. Um, to that last part, mm-hmm. Brian Simmons was not trained in linguistics. Yep. Period. Mm-hmm. Decipher the language, develop an alphabet. Mm-hmm. He was a church planner, not a translator. Mm-hmm. This was one of the missionaries to the Paya people. Mm-hmm. Uh, a grammar, we had to discern and decipher the grammar structure and how to form sentences and the entire thing. Mm-hmm. No one in our mission would ever say that he is a Bible translator or ever was approved as a Bible translator. <laughs> <coughs> oh, goodness gracious. So uh, that took us the first two years while we were there. It was difficult. We had to break down their language, do a linguistic analysis. We learned their language. Trans- the Payakuna translation was not done while he was serving with New Tribes Missions. Was not done. Not done. Not done. Translated the scripture, uh, the New Testament, as a co-translator, along with a Wycliffe uh, translator. And the Kuna Translation Project began in 1982 when Wycliffe translators Keith and William Forrester began working with the Kuna uh, pastor, Lino uh, Smith, uh, Arango, uh, on the New Testament translation. It was published in 1995. <laughs> this is according to Moody Bible Institute. They keep track of this stuff. Yeah. And uh, we're able to hand them a completed New Testament in the what did he just say? Hand. We were able to hand, hand them a completed New, New Testament. Testament. Um, so based on both of the organizations that track these things, mm-hmm. that is not a misstatement. Mm-hmm. That is a lie. A lie. 80s. 
completed New Testament in the late 80s. Saying humbly, I have qualifications in that I have translated the New Testament as a co-translator for the Payakuna. I love that this is one of his own quotes. I have minimal background in biblical languages, meaning I don't know anything. He was a church planter. He wasn't wasn't involved in the translation process. But beyond scholarly level. Brian was not what he claimed. (laughs) Brian was not what he claimed, uh, and that New Tribes Missions did not agree, uh, and that New Tribes Mission did not agree with his doctrinal positions, Mm -hmm. nor did we follow his approach to translations. This is probably why they didn't let him do any of the Uh work. I think what qualifies a person to be involved in this monumental project of the Passion Translation is not just a exceptional understanding of Greek and Hebrew. I would never call it a translation. <laughs> and I would caution people away from it. This is the guy that he's claiming trained him in translation. Right. To have a heart for God. Hi, I'm Brian Simmons. I'm the lead... Tra- now, did you notice in the beginning he says, in uh, the qualifications that mm-hmm. I would have for people involved in this project. Mm-hmm. People involved in this project? That would be me. Yeah, him. <laughs> Boom. So now, this is... It's not just a faulty appeal to authority. Uh-huh. It's a faulty appeal to his own authority, uh-huh. which we understand yes. is none. None. <laughs> Later for the Passion Translation... Okay, I, I, I need to read this because this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. My wife and I knew Brian and his wife, Candy, and we, uh, <laughs> when we were in uh, missionary training together in 1997, as you surmise, Brian is not a linguist of any sort. Even back then, he was prone to go off on fringe doctrinal detours. Mm-hmm. It was because of this that he left New Tries Mission back in the 80s, possibly dismissed, I'm not certain, so we got to take that with a grain of salt. Right. Um, I heard that he was pastoring somewhere, but I've not seen him since about 1984. Frankly, I was not surprised. Listen, to learn that he is with the NAR, New Apostolic Reformation, just so that you, uh, just so you know, New Tribes Mission does not endorse his doctrine, nor his translation procedure or philosophy. As a missionary and linguist, it's been my privilege to handle the Word of God in the original manuscripts, and I'm delighted to bring it to you now from the Aramaic, Greek, and Hebrew text in a passionate, emotive, powerful format that will bring life to your reading of the Word of God. I just want to say a big thank you to Mike Winger for putting these things together. Yes. Made such made my job so much easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Mike. Yeah, I'll, appreciate I'll, it. I'll send you something as a gift. <laughs> um, but you know, just it's like people. There's this little thing called due due diligence. Due diligence, yeah. When someone is making a claim and a claim that is going to have massive global impact, mm-hmm. you don't just go, oh. <laughs> That's great. That's nice. You claim to work with these people, so mm-hmm. now I, I, um, so now I knew that Mike Winger had reached out to Ethnos Three Sixty. Mm-hmm. I, I, I knew that he had done a ton of research, and I have no reason to doubt Mike at all. His, sure. his research is, is stellar. Mm-hmm. But as I was wa- as I was walking through it, I said, you know what? I need to send these people an email mm-hmm. just so that I have it for myself. Right. There, there, there it is, and hopefully you see, can see the Ethnos Three Sixty little piece down here. Um, this is from Bruce and Mark. Um, now, uh, he kind of clued into what was going on. Now, since this that clip that you just watched mm-hmm. came out, there's been a little bit more, we'll say HR issues. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so uh, he says, you know, um, thank you for reaching out to us. Due to HR privacy issues, we are generally unable to release specifics about someone record someone's record we can however confirm he was in training with us for several several years in the 70s and served as a member uh uh in the 1980s um brian resigned from our organization 30 years ago so we can't really get into his past Mm -hmm. um so he says uh let's see um uh, Brian resigned in the late 80s and the Kuna Translate uh, New Testament was published in 1995. Now, that's, that's, that's on a response. So basically what he's saying is, yeah, he wasn't involved with that, <laughs> but without saying it. Right. You know, I, I, I can, you know, I've been in H, I've been in it's, human resources. It's very well worded legally. It is very, very well worded. <laughs> yeah. From a human resources standpoint, I praise you. You've done a great job on this. Um, uh, the new, the new, te- uh, the new, tra- the new testament was translated by a Wycliffe missionary, not one of our own missionaries. Not Brian Simmons. Not Brian Simmons. So basically what he's saying is, he lied. Mm-hmm. We can prove to you he lied. 
but we don't want to get into a legal battle. Mm-hmm. So this is all we're willing to say. Um, now, and he says, uh, as far as the no, I didn't, I didn't mention the passion translation at all in my email oh, to them. Okay, <laughs> but in their their the last piece of response, he says, as far as the passion translation, which I presume is why this question has come up. <laughs> Very wise, Mike. Very, very wise. <laughs> very, very wise. You did a great job here. It says, our official statement uh, is as follows. Ethno- Ethnos 360 has no part in the creation or approval process of the Passion, tra- passion Translation, nor do we endorse it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is an organization <laughs> that goes into the world, into the non-speaking parts of the world, and does work with translation and church mm-hmm. planning, and they're just like, we don't want anything to do mm-hmm. with this. Please don't tell anyone who used to work with us. Right. <laughs> And you think a a group like Ethnos relies heavily on word of mouth and they want to be above board because of the work they do is so enormous. Yeah. And for them to come out and say, we do not support this translation, those aren't words to be taken lightly. They're very serious about this this situation. Yeah, this is a a significant piece of, of understanding. So... You know, so so right off the bat, you know, we're talking about the reason why someone is doing something, mm-hmm. and then we're talking about um, their uh, uh, their qualifications behind it. Mm-hmm. So his reasons for doing it mm-hmm. is that God picked him out of the eight billion people on the planet, mm-hmm. and uh, the only person in the last two thousand years capable of doing this, where God takes him up into heaven. Uh-huh commissions him to do this work, gives him knowledge that no one in history has ever had. Mm -hmm. And so now he comes back and he's saying that God is giving him supernatural understanding of the Greek and Hebrew language. And and, and I'm sure he's, he's adding Aramaic in there. And I think he's adding that because he knows Anyone who looks into his past mm-hmm. will know immediately he has zero qualifications mm-hmm. in biblical language. I probably right. have more qualifications mm-hmm. in biblical language than he does. And yeah. I have extremely little. Right. Um, you know, I've taken some good classes, but I would not call myself, oh, you've studied biblical language. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, well, you studied Hebrew for almost two years. Yeah, yeah. And anyone who knows Hebrew knows that is not long not enough. enough. That's not that enough. That's, you know, I know enough to know that I know nothing. Mm-hmm. That is, that is the level of my expertise. Nothing. Um, and, uh, but it's just for him to say, I now possess information that no one in no history one has ever been given is, is dangerous at best. Very but, much. But then when you start looking into his claims, Mm-hmm. It's one lie, and there. I mean, and and I, I got to hand it like Mike Winger and the guys that he worked has worked with on his passion project. Mm-hmm. They were very, very good with the um, with soft pedaling the language. Okay, um, you know, misunderstanding, mm-hmm. unfortunate wording, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. No, he lied. Yeah, straight up. And he he's not he not only lied, duh, he's lying. Mm-hmm. It's either that, or he has convinced himself deception that this stuff is actually was mm-hmm. actually happening which to me screams honestly when i hear him talk i all i hear is someone who is mentally unstable mm-hmm. who probably needs to be on a a a significant dose of some kind of medication and and, and psychotherapy mm-hmm. the guy's not he's not all there he often um, contradicts himself in the same oh, set of same words conversation yeah. yeah um and i don't know if he really thinks about what he's saying mm-hmm. you know it, it just gets insane um but now you start you start looking at this and you're like okay so the guy has lied mm-hmm. multiple times he's lied to his publisher and his pub and i actually sent an email off to the publisher mm-hmm. um letting him know uh, you know you know look you're uh, and actually i sent them information off to the publisher and i found several websites that sell the passion translation okay. That put the same publisher bio. They just okay. they just link the bio, mm-hmm. and I've sent information to them. You know, hey, look, you, this bio is is not only misleading; mm-hmm. it, it has several known lies uh, mm-hmm. into it. You really need to consider what you're publishing on your site because, you know, y- you are endorsing whatever this guy is saying. Right. Um, I don't know if they're going to do anything because you know, right. you know, who am I? I'm a little fat bald guy from upstate <laughs> New York. Um, yeah, I'm sure I'm not going to get a get a clip back yet, Pastor. I'll do that exactly what you, what you say. Um, but why would why you know if it was this easy to find this information mm-hmm. out? Yes. How is this thing taking over the mm-hmm. uh, taking over the church, and not just the evangelical church, not just the charismatic church? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, other other denominations. You're starting to see this thing pop up all over the mm-hmm. place, and people are defending it. 
You know, mm-hmm. I was having a conversation with a pastor a while ago, and he had mentioned that the Bible Gateway had taken the uh, the Passion Translation off of the uh, off of their app, and he's just like, you know, I just, you know, I was reading it, and I was kind of enjoying it. I can't imagine why they took it off. And I, I looked at him and said, mm-hmm. Do you want to know why? Mm-hmm. Because I know why. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you could see his face. He's like, Oh no. Uh-huh. <laughs> you have a reputation, George. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's just kind of the way it goes. So, yeah, so so when it comes to the reasons behind the translation mm-hmm. and the qualifications of the person, we have fail, fail. Yep, both counts. You know, right, 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 right off the bat, fail, fail. Um, so now um, we're going to move on to, uh, we're going to take a break here for a second, then we're going to mm-hmm. move on to the, the, the second, and uh, we'll see how, see if we can get into the second and third one uh, of our of our three little pieces here so um so if you are uh, if you're watching this is probably where we're going to cut it um and so the next week there'll be other things uh that will that will come on uh this was probably going to be a two-parter if i had to guess mm-hmm. um so based on the time frame and, and how difficult it would be to separate these things out mm-hmm. so uh we would probably be cutting it here but join us in for the second half um uh, where we're going to be talking about the source material that they're using and the consistency and re- reliability of the translation because that's when it's going to get fun um <laughs> It just gets stupid. It gets stupid, stupid. so fast, so fast. Uh, but anyway, we will be decreeing and declaring ourselves into the next glory realm where we can activate the presence of God for our theological takeover of the seven mountains. Live long, live and long prosper. and prosper. <laughs>